In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Betches Media presents The Betches Brides Podcast, a show for the wedding obsessed and the brides who are stressed, because after all, it's only one day of your life. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Betches Brides. I am your host, Samantha Bush, and today we are joined by our My Wedding is Part of My Job Brides Ambassador, Sarah Flugel. Last time, we learned all about Sarah's job as a project manager, perfectly prepped for her wedding planning, and we learned all about her color-coded and hyperlinked spreadsheets, but we're bringing her back on to see how it's working out for her and if she has any tips for you as she's a few months into planning. I think you're, what, a year out? Yeah, I'm a year in and a year out. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. <laughs> to your engagement. <laughs> How is it going? Oh, it's it's good. <laughs> Let's just say when I was listening to Mila's podcast a couple weeks ago and she was like, I'm in the slump of wedding planning. I was like, yeah. yep, feel you on that. So it's funny because I was just like with a bunch of family members for Thanksgiving and they were like, when's the wedding? When's the wedding? And I was like, a year from yesterday. (laughs) Yeah. Feels a million miles away, but it's all good. That's amazing. So I just want to check in with you, kind of see what you've been up to. So you recently went dress shopping at Justin Alexander. How did it go? What was your experience like? (laughs) Literally best day of my life. Uh, That's what I told my fiance. And then he was like, (laughs) you mean not the day I proposed? And I was like, oops, sorry. Yeah. Um, No, it was amazing. Um, Justin Alexander, like, I don't know if everybody else has this image in their head that every designer is like some old snooty person. Justin is a dream to work with. He was so kind, like so down to earth, literally stayed for a whole appointment. Nicole was there who a lot of people listening know Nicole from um, being the previous host and like the whole Betches team. So it was just amazing. I got to try on a ton of dresses, um, a ton of different styles, like that. Kind of went with something that I didn't think I would end up with. Yeah, I was going to ask you that. <laughs> yeah. Last time I was on the podcast, I was like, I want something super clean, super classic, like super minimal. And then I, don't, I won't say that I swung to the complete opposite direction, but like it, it is a little different than what I picked out. So that happens a lot. I feel like like people go in with this idea of like, okay, I want like an A line gown, and then they end yeah. up walking out with something completely different. Oh, for sure. And like even the ones that I said I didn't really want to try on, Nicole was like, ah, just try it on. And then I put yeah. it on. I was like, dang, I look good. Okay, like maybe I should try this out. So. No, I mean I saw photos. Of not the dress that you got, obviously. I don't know which one you ended up getting, but I saw pictures and you looked gorgeous. Like the oh, dress looks beautiful on you. So, I mean, congratulations. It's like such a big, big moment to find like the dream. Did you cry? Like, did you know that it was your dress? A little bit. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> maybe this will make other brides feel better because I feel like every video you see, you're just like, when you try on the dress, you'll know. Like, mm-hmm. you'll know. You'll sob. You'll lose it. Like, everybody in the ev- – you're like – Everyone the will The world cry. stars will be aligned. Yeah. And, like, mine wasn't as dramatic, I guess. Like, I kind of – there was a couple dresses that when I immediately tried them on, I was like, top three. Like, yeah. I need to try this on again. Like, you knew that you liked them a lot, but it wasn't yes. like a moment. Yeah. No. Like, the second I put – so, the, the dresses that ended up being in my top three – I like the second that I put them on, I was like, oh my God, I love these. Yeah. And then towards the end of the appointment, they were like, how are you feeling? Is there anything you're leaning towards? And I was like, I'd like to try on those three dresses again. So I tried them on back to back to back. And the yeah. one that I was kind of leaning towards, I like put last, obviously, because I'm dramatic. And yeah. um, and then I put it on and I was like, I think so. Like, I'm, I don't know. I'm not sure. And then they put the veil on and I was like, nope, sold. This is it. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like once they put the veil on, like game over, like it all it comes together so and it feels so over. real. And there's a detail on my veil that like perfectly matches the detail on my dress. So it just felt really like 
it did feel a little stars aligned moment, but did you have your veil before you got your dress? No, no, I got okay. it that day too. Yeah, it's also oh, dress okay, okay. Too. I thought you meant like you had the veil already and like it happened to match the dress. I was like, wait, oh that's like gosh. really amazing. Like that would be that perfect. would be like super serendipitous. But that would no, be really they, crazy. I mean, <laughs> it was. I was like, oh, that's so crazy that this Justin Alexander veil matches this Justin Alexander dress. I, know. <laughs> I, was like, I don't wait, know why I was so like, surprised by it, but <laughs> no. But yeah, I so love if that. you're if you're gonna wedding dress shop out there and you're like not the person that balls your eyes out, it doesn't mean that you. Don't love your dress. Totally. Like, like I'm a crier. I cry all the time. So I feel like I would cry. But like one of my best friends and she was trying on her dresses. Like she just really, really liked one. Like it wasn't like this moment where she was like crying and we were all in tears. Like it was just like, oh, like you found your dress. Like this is exciting, you know? (laughs) My best friend and my mom like cried way more than I did. I think that's what actually made me realize that it was my dress because I was feeling so indecisive. And then I like turned around and my best friend's face was like bright red, like tears. And she's more of a cry. I'm kind of a crier too, but she is more so than I am. And she was like, like not even making yeah. words out. And I was like, okay, I think this is the one <laughs> based on her reaction. That's amazing. Cause like seeing their reaction, like, did you have any like pushback? Like, did you try and address and people were that you maybe kind of liked, but they didn't like, or did anything like that happen? I feel like we were pretty much on the same page. Like, yeah. so it was my, my mom, my future mother-in-law, and then my best friend and maid of honor, Gina. And one, I was just like super happy. It was only three of us. I don't know how I would have done that with like six people in the room. No, I don't know how like, people I was like, do that. <laughs> and then my mom was super cute. And she like made on her cricket, like signs that said, oh we love it or like you look fab or <laughs> Wait, that's so cute. And so they held up the signs they're just really cute but I feel like for the most part they could also see it on my face like I'm I wear everything on my face so like I put a dress on and be like oh no like I, I like it but I'd walk out and then I'd be like no this is nice but it, and they'd be like yeah that's not that's not the one and we'd be yeah. like okay that's it like so. they're beautiful dresses I mean at the end of the day every dress you try on is going to be beautiful but like it has to like invoke some sort of like feeling so yeah I'm so excited to see like which one you picked oh thank you I actually met up with um Hannah the other ambassador as yes. in New York a couple weeks ago as you saw we reposted yeah. um and I I'm not showing anybody my dress that like that's gonna be at the wedding. Yeah. Not even my bridesmaids know or like my brother or anything. Oh my God. But I've gotten away with being like, I'll show people who aren't gonna be at my wedding. Cause I was like, Hannah, you need to see my wedding dress. Yeah. So she confirmed that she the dress is great. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. It's one of those where it's like you can't tell people close to you because yeah. like they might tell, but you have to tell someone. Like I, I would know. go crazy. I know I do. I literally like the the week after my appointment when I decided I wasn't going to tell anybody. I made this mm. mistake. Brides, here, take this piece of advice too. I made the mistake. I came home and I saw a bunch of my friends that are my bridesmaids, and they were like, "Oh my god, how's your dress shopping?" Blah blah blah. blah. I was like, "I'm not showing anybody the dress," and they're like, "Well, can we see the dresses that you didn't choose?" And I was like, "Totally." And then I showed them all these dresses that were like my runner ups. Yeah, and they were. Oh my gosh, she looks so beautiful. This is stunning. That is the prettiest dress I've ever seen. And all of a sudden I realized that I was like panicking that I didn't choose the right dress. Right. Because of course I couldn't show show them the my, dress. The right. Dre- right. Like I was like, I'm sure when they see it, they'll be like, yes, that was totally right. Yeah, like they'll die. But yeah, so then I actually had to delete some of the dresses off my phone because I was just like, I can't, it'll be like too much comparison. Like I'm gonna overthink it and for the next like six months. I know. And it's one of those things where it's like, you make this decision and then you have to sit with it for like a really long time and you just maybe start overthinking. Like I know I would, I would start overthinking for sure and be like, for sure the right one. I literally texted my best friend like a week later and I was like, I don't even think the dress is white. She was like, what are you talking about? I was like, is it like white enough? And she was like, can you take a step back and think about the question that you're yeah, asking me right, right. Which is like, it is a giant white dress. Like, of course. Right. It's, I was like, but does it look like a wedding dress? And she was oh like, my God. you, like, you're so okay. It's fine. Like, back yeah. up, back yourself yeah, off Yeah, like, you need, ledge. like, someone like, to remind you of, like, what it is. Yeah. Yes, That's exactly. so funny. So, it's really good. You also had your bridal party proposals. What yeah. was that experience like? How did you decide, like, what you wanted to do? Did you want to do it together, like a joint thing, or was it individual? What happened? 
Yeah. So one of my other friends who got married a couple years ago, when I got engaged, she reached out and she was like, I'm going to give you my unsolicited advice. And I was like, great, mm-hmm. lay it on me. She was like, I, when I got engaged, I was so excited. And I like went wedding dress shopping and I like asked all the people to give speeches and I asked my bridal party and I like asked people to be ushers and I like did all this stuff. And then mm-hmm. I had to sit with the decisions for a year and a half. And she was like, and it all worked out and it was all okay. But I wish that I would have given myself like a little bit of space, a little bit of time, maybe like written a list, reflected on it. Because there were certain people that like, she got married right out of college. And so mm. she was like, we were really close in college. And then I moved away. And then right. by the time of the wedding, we weren't as close. And it was still great. Like everybody's still fine. Or like people, she asked to give speeches and she was like, eh, I probably don't need to give a speech. But like, it was yeah. feels great. Whatever. She like, was just too excited. Yeah. Like you get yeah. so in it. Or same with the dress. Like you make your decision. Then you're like, crap, I have to sit with this for like two years. What if I, what if my style changes? So we waited almost a full year after engagement to ask our bridal party, which then I felt really certain about because the list hadn't, like I made a list and then maybe added, maybe changed some people, but mm-hmm. um, felt really sure about it. And then Eric and I, my fiance, are very like, <laughs> if you're a love language person, do you know the love language? Oh, I'm a big love language person. Yeah. And of course. Yeah. What is your like, love languages? <laughs> Well, my love language is words of affirmation, but I like okay. also at the same time hate when somebody tells me, like I hate receiving it, but I love but you, receiving it. That's how you show love. But that's how I show love. Like yeah. I want to like tell, I like I'm the person that like randomly calls people that like I'll send you a text randomly and be like, I just like really love and appreciate you. Uh, my friends are like, is something wrong? Are you okay? You're like, no, nothing's wrong. But um, we, so we like words of affirmation and then my partner's one is like quality time. And so mm-hmm. for us, a lot of people do the big proposal boxes to their mm-hmm. bridesmaids. And, like, they're so cute. Like, the candles and the, like, little sweatshirts. Yeah, breath. the little like, trinkets all, and stuff. Yeah, it's super so cute. They're so cute. And I love them. But I was like, I just don't know that that's us. And so what we did instead was we gave all of our friends fake reasons to come to our house on a certain yeah. day. And our friends that were not in town, I told them I was planning a surprise for Eric and that I needed them to be on the Zoom to play a game. And they were like, that is something that I would do. So they believed it. And then I, we wrote each person in a bridal party, which my (laughs) fiance has eight men and I have nine women, which is absurd. And I fully just commit to that. That's fine. I get it. Um, (laughs) We wrote each of them like a handwritten letter of like why they were important to us and what they mean to us and like why we wanted them to stand with us on that day. And then the people who live far away, I mailed their letters and like mini champagne bottles and then the people That's that really gathered sweet. at our house, we handed them out and then we like popped champagne and then all hung out together and had like dinner. So it was just really fun for us. And like a more, it was more resemblant of who we are as people instead mm-hmm. of um, who we're not just because it's like a trendy thing. So yeah. And then my friends were like, oh my gosh, I have this really sweet note now, which is really nice. So. <laughs> no, that's so sweet. It's so thoughtful, especially because you have so many bridesmaids. Like, yeah, the fact that you wrote handwritten letters for every single one of them is like a really a testament to you and like your relationship with them, you know? Yeah, it was really fun. Or like, and we saw my brother in person a couple weeks later. So we gave him, like, there were a couple people who couldn't make it that day or couldn't be there in person. And so we got to then like hand deliver them, which was special. But yeah, it was, it was good. And I don't know. I like for me, like I said, I love the, all the stuff, but I knew that I was going to do stuff further down the road for like the bachelorette trip and the day mm-hmm. of. And so I was just like, you know what? I'm going to tell all my friends how much I love them. That's yeah. what I want. <laughs> and spend quality time with them. I mean, it's yeah. like the best of like both of the love languages. I am words of affirmation, but I'm also physical touch. I and mean, I'm also mm. acts of service. Like they're all oh, like yeah. the same. And I have a friend who's <laughs> – who took this quiz and all of them ended up being the same number. Like not like she was all five of them. And oh I was my like, gosh, everyone's set up to fail. Who dates you? Like <laughs> You're like, you need to be on it. Like on, on it. it, like words of affirmation, physical touch, quality time, like all <laughs> of the like, gifts. I need you to like bring me a coffee and do my laundry and then give me a hug. Tell me how much you love me and hang out with me for an hour after that. Exactly. Like, I mean, honestly, that's exactly what she, that's her dream. That's her dream. <laughs> felt that fast fashion ick but can't always afford the super high-end stuff i have a solution for you 
Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. So Newly is a subscription clothing rental service for just $98 a month. You can get your choice of any six styles. You choose whatever you want to rent for whatever you have going on. It's totally up to you. There are no parameters. You get access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There are no fees. There's no late fees, no damage fees, no fees to pause or cancel. So no big deal if you like lose a button. Uh Uh-oh, I spilled something on it. Or you just need to take a break. They have inclusive sizing all the way up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. You always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code brides20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code brides20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com. Newly with two U's with code brides20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So you're about halfway through your wedding planning, you know, Mm -hmm. like you've been you're going to be engaged for two years by the time you get married. So what has that experience been like, like budgeting wise, planning wise? Like, I know you mentioned that you were kind of in a little bit of a slump. Like what? Tell us a little bit about what's going on and if you have any advice for brides. Yeah, for sure. Who have um, long engagements. <laughs> Who have long because engagements. I know a lot of them do because of COVID yeah. and everything that has happened. Yeah. Oh, it's so hard to like plan. Yeah, I remember my my best friend is a wedding photographer and she was like, hey, so if you want anything in the city, it, you either need to plan it in like a week or you need to push your wedding out, date out two years. And I was like, yeah. oh, okay, so we're doing that. So don't feel alone if you're like me and have a really long engagement. Um I would say there's a couple of different things like financially on one hand, it's really nice to be able to spread out, you know, like spread out payments or Mm -hmm. Eric and I set up a separate um, bank account just for the wedding. And we have a direct deposit that goes into it once a month. And so that's been really nice because especially things like you get to the end of your wedding, you get like 30, 60 days out and all of the rest of your money is due to people. Like you put your deposit down, your 25 or 50% or whatever when you first book them. And then all of a sudden it's like the month for your wedding and you owe all these people money. So on one hand, it's really nice to have a long engagement because like we have time to scroll that money away and then it's there already when we have to make all those big payments. But at the same time, the amount of time that you have and the amount of like crap that you see on the internet and want to buy is just elongated. Like you are just every day I see something and I'm like, oh my gosh, I need those feather pajamas. Oh my gosh, I need what did I buy? I bought Bride Bite last time. I think they're like a sponsor of this podcast. Oh yeah. (laughs) I'm like a total sucker for a good promotion and I saw like a cute ad and I was like done, take my money. Um so like there's there's so many in that all that stuff adds up. You're like hundred dollars here, 50 bucks here, $20 here. And if you get to the end of um, two years and you're like, Oh, that's more than I wanted to spend. So um, yeah, I would just say like keeping track and like checking in throughout your time that you're being engaged Mm -hmm. um, is really important. And then what else? Oh, I just say like in the slump, something Eric and I have been trying to do is like finding what I call like finding the joy in the process because there's so much like, oh, I'm just going to plan, 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 plan. There's plan, so plan, many plan, moving parts bam. to it. Yeah. There is. There's so many moving parts. And some of them are so te- – like we are in <laughs> – I said last time I was on the podcast, I was like, we're in the logistics phase. Mm-mm, I was wrong. We are thicker. We are into the deepness of, <laughs> of like 
what time should someone pick up my bag from the getting ready to drop at the hotel to check in while we're taking photo? Like it's so yeah. many logistics um, that we've been trying really hard to just find the joy in the little things. So like we took a walk together to the post office. We like got a cup of coffee, took the long way to the post office and then like made a kind of big deal about putting our save the dates like in the envelopes or like in the big mailbox. But like you made it like a moment. So like it makes it special. Yeah. So you just got to find little ways to do it because there's so many ways to get caught up in the wedding. And then I actually, it sounds counterintuitive, but I think the more you get caught up in the wedding, the less you're actually preparing yourself for marriage, which is like the whole point of this at the end of the day, right? Yeah. Like if you're so caught up in, I don't know, like your brother's girlfriend's shoes. You know, yeah. Cool. Like I don't that's really that's not really important. <laughs> yeah. Like it is. You should like totally, you know, get the details you want, make the day that you want, that you totally. want to have. But, um, but there's so many other ways to really just like use this time to focus on you and your relationship and deepen it and strengthen it and all those cheesy things. So how do you (laughs) keep track of like all of the things that you've bought and like where they will all go, what you will do with them? Like I'm just the polar opposite of you (laughs) where like you seem to be like a very organized person and I'm really chaotic. (laughs) So I'm just like, I'm always fascinated by people like who are like this. Yeah, because my family like thinks I have a problem. No, I'm like obsessed with it. I (laughs) would kill to be like that. Like, so tell me how Uh, you manage it all. Like, what do you do? What's how are the spreadsheets going? The color coding, the tabs, the books. Oh my gosh! Well, I will tell you this: it is not all like. I think last time I was on the podcast, I was like, "Ooh, I have all these really pretty. It's super organized." And then I was on it like last night because I knew we were going to be recording this. I was like, mm, girl, we are we are a little behind. <laughs> like that is not color coded correctly and that is not updated. So you go through phases and um I like to just say like you have to give yourself a lot of grace because it's not gonna be perfect. But yeah. Um I found that like dedicating spaces or ways that you're gonna do something early in the process mm-hmm. is really, really helpful. Like, for instance, in my budget, um, or in like the budget tab of the spreadsheet, I had like save the date budget. And I, it was really low because I DIY'd everything. So I think it was like $150. Mm-hmm. And then I bought, I like DIY'd my own, well, we can talk about this later, but like DIY did the thing, bought envelopes, bought stamps, like, and that was all part of it. And so then I just made a comment on that sell and was like, Amazon envelopes, $26, like yeah. stamps, whatever, like whatever the um, amount was. And then I could physically just track. And that way too, if you ever have questions, if you're like, oh, why did I spend X amount of dollars on this thing? You can be like, oh, because I bought some candles at Ikea and I bought these vases from Facebook Marketplace and I, somebody gave me this for free. Um, And then I literally just have like a giant chest in my office um, where I keep all of the things. All of the things. All of like the little thrifty, like, oh, I was at a thrift store and I found something we'll use for our cards on a table. Like, it's all just in one place. So the closer we get to the wedding, the more chaotic that chest will definitely be. But for now, for now it works. I'm curious, like, what your vibe is for the wedding. Like, what is, like, your aesthetic? I wish I was, like, more knowledgeable about aesthetics and I could Like, describe it. It's, like, farmhouse sheet. No, it's not farmhouse sheet. Um, But it's like my venue is a loft that is in the same building as a curated antique furniture store. Mm -hmm. And so the loft is definitely more like rustic loft vibes, but think like industrial. Is it like Like, bare bones kind of like where do you feel like you have to do a lot of decorating to kind of fill the space or? It's kind of, so it's not. Maybe in um, between. It's kind of the space that has so much character that, like, you don't need a lot of decoration, if that makes sense. Like, there's these huge industrial big windows, but then they have, like, really pretty antique stained glass over them. And there's, like, a stage that already has cool, like, lettering and, like – Oh, okay. You don't need, like, flowers surrounding. Like, it's already cool. Yeah. Um, And then the the main, like, furniture store, you can use anything in the store to decorate the space. So, like – vintage chandeliers like cool flooring disco balls like this there's this really cool bar that I want brought upstairs like for our bar where yeah. all of these are so it's kind of like vintage 
industrial loft vibes. I'm into it. I'm really with into like it. Fall, a lot of fall jewel. A lot of tones. fall vibes. Yeah, yeah, like fall jewelry, emerald tones. Like yeah. that's so pretty. Mm-hmm. I'm really curious. You mentioned that you're a DIY bride. I applaud anyone who does anything DIY. Like I am not a crafty queen. Honestly, me neither. <laughs> what are you? What are you making? What are you crafting up? Uh, I wish like I Mila and I were talking about our invites because she did a bunch of um, save the dates to herself and she yeah. figured out how to do them on her Cricut and I was like, girl, good for you. Like I wish I knew how to use a Cricut like that. Um, I designed my invites on Canva. I ordered Canva them comes in Canva. clutch. Like, and I just did it. I think a lot of people don't like Canva because the templates are so recognizable, which is true. Yeah. Like the second you see like a social media post, you're like, somebody made that in Canva, which is yeah. really fine. Um, but I just used it and then started from scratch and just kind of like messed around. And we had a really beautiful um, photography from our proposal. So that was the main component. No, your um, photos from your proposal are gorgeous. They're like like I stunning. Still, I still tear up a little bit when I see them, and it was like That's a year ago. So cute, <laughs> so annoying. But um, but yeah. So I just like messed around with that, and then I price checked a bunch of different places. Some people were like, get them printed at Shutterfly or print them at a local place, and yeah. Um, I ended up I was in a rush, and I just did it through Canva with like the nicest paper and the nicest formatting, and they came and they were great. And yeah. Canva also has a like a one hundred percent. This is an ad for Canva. <laughs> it's not yeah. that, but <laughs> this um, podcast is sponsored by Canva. I swear I paid for them myself. I can show yeah. it to my spreadsheet. But they um, have like a 100% guarantee. So there was a handful of my invites that came back and they had gotten slightly scratched. And mm-hmm. they like sent me back invites within like three days. It was so That's really nice. Just, it was perfect. I got my envelopes on Amazon. I went to Michael's and I bought like a paint pen. Yeah. <laughs> and then my one of my friends came over and she has really pretty handwriting. So she did all of the names of so people. Nice. And then I would come in with like my blocky handwriting and put like addresses and stuff. I love that. But yeah. So it was like it took I feel like with any DIY project, you have to think about like what the cost of it is, but not just money. It's like time, time sanity. Bandwidth, like, <laughs> like emotional, mental bandwidth. bandwidth, bandwidth. Like, yeah, like all of the things. Yeah. Like are you gonna be fighting for your life? Oh, I know. Well, you know? My, my cute, cute fiance has like the worst handwriting ever. I love oh him. Oh my dearly, God. But he, and he knows this too. Like he's like, haha, do you want my help? And I was like, do not come a near my invitation. A don't have good handwriting. <laughs> like that's a thing. And I there know. are so many funny videos on TikTok, like wedding talk that I'm sure that you've seen of people like yeah. they have these beautiful invitations and then their husband's job is to get the stamps and it's like the Liberty Bell. Oh yeah. <laughs> Get like the yeah no he I definitely ordered she stamps like, but then I was like your job is to put the stamps on yeah. close all the envelopes and then I had him help me like spell check and proof everything. Do you have a hard time like delegating? No, I like love wedding delegating. tasks. Okay, <laughs> I wasn't sure. I was like, because some people really do, and they're like, I would just rather do it myself. So yeah. I was curious how you feel about that. I mean, I think it just depends. Like, I think it depends on the task. Yeah. Well, and like I, I'm a big proponent of of people playing to their strengths, right? Like mm-hmm. my fiance's handwriting is not his strong suit. So I wasn't – so I was like, hey, bridesmaid best friend of mine that lives down the street. Yeah. you, Hey, you have great handwriting. Come help me with this. Well, actually she offered. Um, and I was like, yes, I will take you up on that. But Eric is really good at doing research and I like hate doing research. Like, I hate the like, yeah. okay, let me go like click on 700 links and like uh, compare pricing and look at the mm-hmm. thing. So I was like, Eric, you – you're in charge of the honeymoon. Like, oh. tell me what to pack. Tell me where to be. He's planning the whole thing. Like, I Do you know where you're going? I do know that we're going to Thailand. Which oh, my God. That's going to be amazing. Our, like, top of our bucket lists for a while. So, really excited. But, like, other than that, I literally have no clue. Like, I know he booked the flights. I, that's it. That's and all I know. you're like, okay. I was we're like, going show, to Thailand. Like, tell, tell, like, I'll pack some cute outfits. Tell me if there's an activity we're doing that requires a specific outfit. Yeah. And, like, you take care of it. Or things like – the we have a lot of out of town guests coming in and we're gonna need a hotel with like a lot of room blocks. And so I was like, Eric, that's that's your job. <laughs> Go yeah. figure it out. Like I do not wanna have to 
call general managers of hotels and ask them if they'll no. give us a free room with a block or a sit. Like, and I was just no. like, just you, like, so you that's, do that. We yeah. play to each other's strengths, right? Yeah. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, he, I was like, do you care about flowers? And he was like, I, I mean, I do, but I, you can pick it. Like, that's he's like, I care, fine. but I don't even know where to begin with that. Like, no, you know yeah. what I mean? I was just like, I was like, hey, I'm down to these two choices. And he was like, mm-hmm. I like that one. And I was like, great, that was my choice too. And, you know, like, yeah, it's, yeah. You gotta like play to each other's strengths because I think if you set your partner up to fail, then that's probably that's like, when like shit goes pick down. flowers, knowing that he does not do that well. Then I'm just gonna be disappointed. And yeah, so yeah, figure out figure out your things that you care about. Yeah. Speaking of bridal TikTok or just bridal Instagram, like. Do oh God, you ever feel <laughs> overwhelmed by it? Like you see, do you ever compare like, oh, am I doing this right? Or like, does it ever get overwhelming? Like seeing all of the things? Oh, for sure. I mean, yeah, I don't, unless you're not on the internet, right? I think, you ever, can't, like, I think anybody <laughs> planning a wedding <laughs> would yeah. be like, I'm overwhelmed by everything on the internet. And I've actually been thinking about... <laughs> joining the chaos and like starting my own kind of platform or something. Cause I've been feeling like there's a lot of really great resources for brides who are like really budget, really DIY. I'm going to like pull this together, do this myself, mm-hmm. design everything, do it. Like, and that's amazing. I, I tip my hat to you if you could figure out how to do that because I yeah. can't or just like don't want to. And then there's so much that's like, this tropical vacation, this like Vogue. There's like in no Italy. in between. Like there's seven, we flew 700 people and they had a boat and everybody wear, wore couture and like everybody, <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. I like my wedding will not come close to that, but I still, it's like I'm not planning like a DIY wedding. I'm not planning like a, a crazy wedding. European adventure. Like I'm, I'm like right at the average for Chicago, which is still a lot of money. Um, yeah. and so, yeah, I've been like thinking about maybe starting my own channel platform. You should. Blog, question Absolutely. mark. I don't know. <laughs> no, you <laughs> should like, because people like there's so much out there already. So it seems a little silly to be like, oh, I'm going to add to the noise, but I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of people in my position that there are, there are people that like are like you and they're like, okay, I have like a decent budget. I yeah. don't want to DIY, but I also like want to be smart with how I'm spending my money. Like, yeah. And, you know, then of course there's the other people who are like, you know, flying to Napa and like they're doing this and they're doing that. And it's like so extreme. You're like, and I wish, like, I love, You're like, I would love that. Are, when people are like, I did a 10 day bachelorette trip. And, oh my God. Like, yeah. I'm like, I. I wish so bad that that was like in me and my girlfriend's budget. And it's just not. And like, that's okay. That's our time in life. But yeah. like, I'm jealous. I will be scrolling and liking through all of your pictures. Phenomenal. Like, love that for you. Um, but yeah, it's so hard when you scroll through or when you like, ugh, I've been getting really annoyed. There's like this, I don't know if it's this one account or a couple of accounts, but they only, only do like hot takes. And it, it never, it never fails that like, I will make a decision about something. Like, I'll be like, Okay, I'm going with SB Blooms, which is like a flower, silk flower rental. Yeah. You know, it's their ambassador. I'm like, cool. I made that decision literally within the hour. I was on TikTok and I saw like three videos that was like, things you'll totally regret for your wedding. And then it was like, <gasps> not having real flowers. This will be your regret. You'll be horrible. You'll hate your wedding. And I was yeah. like, cool. Thanks. That's super helpful. Like, yeah, it makes like, you makes second you guess so everything. Bad. And you're like, come on. Like, we're all just like trying to be in this together. So And it's like everybody has an opinion and that's okay, but of course it mm-hmm. sometimes makes you second guess like your own choices and then you're like yeah. spiraling. Yeah, and you're like, okay, and I just have to like ground myself and and sometimes I just go back to Eric and I made a list and like when we first got engaged and when we were starting on this journey about like what we wanted our day to look like, what yeah. our priorities were, and how those priorities rank. And I come to the back to that list all the time. It's super grounding to be like, okay, a priority for this day was that I care way more about how the day feels than how the day looks. It's just not a priority for me. I'm not a super like designer, like, you know, I didn't have a specific vision, but I was like, I know what I want my day to feel like. What are, what am I, what's going to help me get there? And for us, that was like 
having a band, having a smaller, it's still, it's like 130 people, like small and mid-sized wedding. Like there's not a ton of people that I have to meet that night. Yeah. I know I wanted live music. I know I wanted a lot of time for dancing and like having fun. And I cut some other things out of a normal reception in order to have time for that. What did you cut out? Some of the like, well, we're going to have shorter speeches. Like I'm going to have, they're going to have time limits. They don't know that yet, but they're going to have time limits. And then some of the like, I think we're just going to do a private cake cutting. It's not going to be a whole to do. Okay. We're not doing like a garter toss or a bouquet throw or like some of the the dances that can happen. Like, yeah. We only have one grandparent between the two of us. So there's this really cute thing where you put everybody in the dance floor and then it's like, if you've been married a day, oh, leave no, the that's floor. So cute. If you've been married a year, leave the floor. But like we're one of the only of our we're one of the first friends of our friends to get married. So it would be like us be leaving. Like- Three people. And then, like, maybe one other person. And then it would be all my parents and their friends. And then they're all, like, about the same age. Yeah. So then they would all leave the floor. And then there'd be nobody left. Like, there's not – There's not, like, like a cute grandparent to be like, they've been married 65 years. It just – I was like, yeah, we just don't need to do that. Like, let's just get to the dancing. So – Yeah. Yeah, there's stuff like that. But, yeah, so that's – I'd say, like, that's super grounding when you're in your social media spiral. And you're like, do I need to have – a custom made drink topper that dissolves in my drink and has our monogram. You know what? Like, again, I love it. It's a beautiful detail. It's not part of my vision or goals for the day. So like, I don't, then I can like not worry about it. I can put that thought out of my head. So. And you mentioned it earlier and I've talked about it with a few people on this podcast. It's like, it's okay to like take a couple days and not do anything money related. Like oh, nothing is that weeks. important <laughs> where like, yeah, like weeks, like <laughs> take weeks. You can take time to just like sit with it, think about it, like don't rush it. For you sure. Can do all of that. Also, I want to talk to you about like setting healthy and clear expectations. Mm-hmm. What has that journey been like for you? Yeah. So I I talked about setting a really clear expectation with my own parents right yeah. off the bat. Like pretend I've never been in a wedding, pretend I don't know anything about them. I need you to be like 100% black and white clear about anything you think about. And so that led to some great conversations right up front about like how much they were going to contribute to the wedding, what their expectations are because they were contributing, who they wanted invited or not, what their roles for the day were. And even things like you know, my, my parents were like, I think your brother really wants to give a speech, but he won't say anything. And I was like, thanks for telling me. I will, yeah. you know, I'll take that information and run with it. And then we said the same thing to my future in-laws. They were really sweet. My mother-in-law was like, there's a song that played at our wedding. We'd love it if you used it at your wedding. And I was like, so easy. Sweet. Yeah. An easy ask. Of course. Like, sure. That is like such an easy thing to add into the day. Um, or like they really wanted to come to the food tasting for our caterer. And I was like, again, so such an easy, re- like, I mean, I'm lucky I've had very easy requests, but it was really nice off the, off the start because then that could trickle into the rest of the planning and everybody else that was invited to our wedding. So like, because my mom knew early on that I wanted a small, I say smaller, I know it's 130 ish people. That's like my goal, but we both have big families. So it yeah. is small. Trust me. She was able to then kind of be my advocate when she would run into people like in our hometown and they'd say, Oh, oh my God, I can't can't wait for Sarah's wedding. And she would be like, yeah, like it's, we're really excited. We're looking forward to it. I know she's doing like a really small wedding. Like it's really city, really expect like, and she kind of laid the groundwork for me for people who weren't invited. That's so nice. Which is really great again. Cause like super clear expectations up front about who we could and couldn't invite or what we could or couldn't award. Mm -hmm. And then I've done the same thing for pretty much anybody else involved in her wedding. So like my bridesmaids, I sent them a, <laughs> I sent them a Google form, like right after I asked them to be on my bridesmaids, and it had some of the the cheeky questions like, "What are your pajama sizes?" and "What's your favorite yeah. drink or snack?" like things like that. Um, but then it also asked some questions about like, "Hey, like budget and yeah, like what like I would love you at the end of the day. I'm look. I would love you to stand next to me on my wedding day. That's end all be all number one ask." additional to that great awesome amazing but if it can't work if you can't fly across the country if you can't afford to spend x amount of money on a trip or on a dress or on a thing like let's just talk about that um and gave them some different options and like price points for things what they were willing to spend what they weren't 
some opportunity to just like put their feelings into words, um, things about like scheduling times of the years that would work yeah. for people. So not in a day, it's like not all exactly perfect, but I felt like it was a good way for them to know what my priorities were and then I to know where they stood. So it wasn't like I was planning a 10 day, like, yeah. you know, tropical destination trip when everybody was like, oh shoot, I, no, I didn't want to spend No, and I'm sure that they appreciated that like so much because I see it a lot. Like where bridesmaids are talking about like being in weddings and the bride is asking them to do this and this. And they're like, we just would have loved to have that conversation in the in the beginning mm-hmm. yeah. because no one wants to say no to their friend. Like no one no, wants to be that person, go. but it's at the end of the day, like you sometimes can't control like someone else's budget, unfortunately, or like your own, whatever the yeah. case may be. And so I always think too about communication as it sounds like the easiest thing in the world, but it's really not. Mm. And, but it's yeah. like the most important. <laughs> and I yeah, feel like so tough. much can be avoided. Like, if you just communicate, like, I love that you had a conversation right up front. Like everybody got to kind of talk about what they wanted right away mm-hmm. and that you weren't really blindsided as of yet. You know, I mean, yeah, you still have yet, a year to go, but, <laughs> but I think too, like when you open that conversation, it's just like anything else. I'm like, if you yeah. open that conversation early, then later down the road, when something isn't total, like when it is a weird conversation or you do have to tell your friend like they can't bring their new girlfriend of three weeks or like when you right. like you know like mom I don't really want to use that song like whatever the weird thing is then you've already had conversations or like easy asks or like you've kind of that door is already open yeah so they feel comfortable coming to you already yeah yeah it can just be a conversation no I love that that's amazing What advice do you have for like brand new brides, like people who like just got engaged with the holidays? I know a lot of engagements are going to be popping up, especially now between like New Year's. So like what advice do you have for them like to start planning? <laughs> Add so much extra money to your budget. <laughs> yeah. Like, win the lottery. Be, yeah, win the lottery. Um, no, I think <laughs> I would say on the money front, like I – we added – a what we're calling a contingency budget to our budget. I think mine was like 5% of my budget and I wish it was more like 10% because we have had to adjust our budget or we, you know, it's nice and dandy to be like, we're going to spend $5,000 on this thing. And then sometimes that's just not an, an option or you just realize it doesn't actually cost that much or, and then all of a sudden you're behind and, and like, yeah. it's just, I would say the money can be a really big stressor on the day. And that's sad because it's like you want the day and I want every bride to have this magical day that they want, but it it can definitely put a stress on like the planning and the expectations and who gets to make decisions and all those types of things. So um, my biggest advice would be like plan a whole lot of extra money in that budget, like right from the get go plan like 10, like I want to be, I want to say like five to 10%. Uh, and just a contingency and like yeah. try really, really, really hard not to spend it because trust me, it will spend itself. I'm sure. <laughs> I kind of, I kind of yeah. think too, like just sitting down with your, with your spouse and saying, what do we want out of this can be a really fruitful conversation. Again, write it down, like reference that throughout your process. Also, you have to get over, you have to get over your uncomfortability with talking about money. Like you said, like so much of it is talking about the budget and it can cause so many like little problems. And I know myself and like I have such an awkward – like I'm so awkward when talking about like budgets and money. Mm-hmm. So it's like I feel like you got to get over that real quick. Yeah. Because that should be like the first conversation. Yeah. So we're getting married in the Catholic Church. Catholic uh-huh. Church makes you do this um, course called pre Oh, are you doing like a counseling? Yeah. You have to like – you have to do this course that's like with – it's like with a married couple who's been married and you – you talk about things, but it's funny because people are always like, what you have to go, like, what are you talking about? But any of my friends that have done it or like my parents went through it. Um, a lot of it is just life things. It's like, what do you want out of life? Do you plan on raising a family or not? How do you plan on raising that family? How do you approach your finances? What do you think about them? Um, what's your level of loyalty when it comes to your spouse versus your family versus your friends versus your employer? Like, those yeah. are big life questions that you, I personally think you should talk about and and 
have those hard conversations before you tie the knot because if you're not on the same page about something really major, then that's going to cause some grief later on. So similar with the wedding, like that's all tied into me to the wedding. Like Eric and I not only had conversations early on about, you know, how much we want to spend on this wedding. Yeah. Sure. Great. But like, let's talk about what we want our life to look like 10 years post the wedding. Right. Five years post the wedding. Do we want to buy a home? Like, is that a goal for us? If it is, how does how much we spend on this wedding affect that goal? Like really like pulling yourself out of, because you can get so close to the wedding and you're like, I have to have these shoes and they're $300. Like, it's like you have to like give yourself a little perspective and be like, okay, yes, we are spending this money on the wedding. Yes, I want it to be a nice day. But like we are only spending X amount of money on the day because we are simultaneously still putting money in our savings because our goal is to buy a house in five years. Like whatever that thing is for you, I think like those kinds of conversations really early on, again, help set a good foundation for not only planning, but like also your wedding and your relationship and like yada, yada, The rest of your life. All of the things, like all of the things. So yeah, I love it. Yeah. So next up, we have the Brides Help Desk segment where a bride in crisis basically writes in and we give them advice, what we would do, some perspective. So I'm going to read the crisis basically, and we're going to help her. Perfect. Hi there. First of all, thank you so much for your, all of your wisdom and guidance and wedding planning. I'm a June 2023 bride and found your podcast within days of getting engaged, and it's been my Bible ever since. I recently proposed to my bridal party, and they were all so gracious and felt so loved. It was really sweet and helped me realize why these traditions can be so special. I have six people in my bridal party, and for the most part, they are all from different chapters of my life and aren't super close with one another, though most of them do know each other. I decided not to have a maid of honor and have two men in my bridal party. One is my brother, and the other is my oldest best friend. So we are verging a little from tradition here. My question is how to take steps to bring everyone together in person or virtually. I'm typically a little bit reserved in trying to be really mindful of not making everyone feel like they are going to be 500 obligations over the next year. But I'm naturally a little reserved and I feel like I might unintentionally go too far the other direction, aka not doing enough to make everyone part of the lead up. Any advice or experience with this and any sweet ideas that you have felt have gone really well or things to avoid that have felt a little sour. Thank you in advance. Trying to be a balanced bridezilla. Oh, no. She sounds super like – She sounds like she's virgin. I was like, I don't think you're verging on Brainzilla at all. Like, what no, do you mean? You sound like the nicest person in the world. She's like, yeah. I just want everyone to feel included. I just want all my friends I want to be both friends. teams to have fun. Like, that's <laughs> no, how she I, sounds. I was like, that's literally like the vibe I got. Which, yeah. honestly, the fact that this person is going out of their way to think about this and be intentional about it is already like 80%. 80% like, of the 80% thing. of the work. Totally. Like, so good on you. I would say I've been a part of a couple of bridal parties where, like, we didn't all know each other very well. And Mm -hmm. I don't know if this person is planning on doing a bachelorette trip. I feel like a lot of people do some kind of version of that, whether it be a night or a weekend or something combined with their partner's um, bridal party. But honestly, like, I think that's a huge bonding opportunity. And it's pretty organic, like, if Mm -hmm. you're all hanging out, doing activities together. Yeah. I, it sounds really simple, but like I throw all my bridesmaids in a group chat and then I kind of introduced like who they were, what their thought, what, like, and when as far as to add an emoji next to their name and I was like, you know, my like friend Shelby is my childhood best friend. She lives in Michigan and she's a soon to be mom, like meet Shelby. Um, yeah. <laughs> like it seems so that I put everybody's Instagram handles and I don't know, I think that there's so much that can be done virtually or like via social media or something. And then, yeah, I think during, if you're going to do a trip or something, people inevitably bond on that trip. And I don't know that you have to even force it. Like maybe just make the first night something like you're all hanging out and you have wine and cheese boards and yeah, like bond with them. I was in a wedding in May and like none of us knew each other. We all were from different Mm -hmm. parts of her life. Like I think two people knew each other beforehand And we had the best time. Like, you just – we all did activities together. We, like, were in a new place together. Like – So fun. And she introduced us all through text or email. Like, I don't really remember what it was. Mm -hmm. We kind of, like, just started communicating that way. So I feel like what you said, if you just introduce people via text, kind of let them know, like, you know, who each 
person is to you. And honestly, they all love you at the end of the day if they're going to be in your wedding. So like mm-hmm. they have that common denominator. Like no yeah. one, it's going to, it's all going to work out. And like we said earlier, she literally sounds like the nicest person alive. So I'm really sure she can't go wrong. So yeah, it might even be nice yeah. if they don't all even really know each other because they all know you. They all love you. They're all there to support you. Mm. And so that's the bond. That's already an easy bonding. Like yeah, I think her being intentional and even reaching out and thinking about this, you're like already in the right spot. Yeah. And whatever your whatever your heart tells you to do is right. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay. No, but like kind of like dead ass. Like yeah. she sounds like she's like on the right track. Um I but I get the stress of it. Like Oh yeah. The like the little anxiety. Like, oh my god, that little anxiety monster that like lives oh. within us. Yeah. I feel like sh- she's not a bridezilla. No. And she's everyone's gonna have a good time. I also feel like you could, even though you don't have a um maid of honor, did she say a brother? She's her brother, isn't it? I think her brother and a best friend. Okay, I don't know what the relationship she has with her brother, but I know my brother is like brutally honest with me. And so if I were her, I would like use that relationship as like a as like a temperature gauge. Could be yeah. like like vibe check what's like do are people yeah. cool or like do they feel stressed out and that they yeah. don't know anybody and I feel like my brother would be like oh we're cool we're cool or he'd be like no we need like a bonding activity yeah, I don't know you need to do something so yeah. like maybe I don't lean on somebody in your group too yeah I would lean on like whoever like lives closest to you or your brother oh yeah 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 perfect great yeah. great advice you need like a point person a point person. Yes, exactly. I also feel like if you – she asked if she had any, if we had any cute ideas. I'm a big fan of looking up like minute to win it games because most of them are partners and then it's like just like a little baby competition. Uh-huh. There's nothing that bonds people like a common enemy, a.k.a. like a water balloon toss. Um, so if you're a games person, that could also be fun. If you're on like a uh, absolutely. Trip, I'm a like big proponent of like games and activities, especially the oh, first yeah. night to kind of like – because everyone is feeling the same way. Like going oh, yeah. in. Everyone's a little like, nervous. Ooh. Like no one knows what to expect. Like you're all kind of like, oh, hey. Like, you know, but then okay. like, once the drinks start flowing, the games start being played. Oh, yeah. You're good. You're good. It, they're going to get loose. And then they're going to become it. best friends. That's they're just gonna what's going to happen. I do. Well, Sarah, you were incredible. Your advice was amazing. Thank you so much for coming on. Tell everybody where they can follow you along on your journey because, guys, she might be posting more about her wedding talk, advice. Yeah, for sure. Slash if I ever get this um, <laughs> this platform <laughs> off the ground. Yeah. Um, so my Instagram is Sarah underscore Flugel. If you want to follow me on Instagram, I post on there. And I'll let you know. Maybe by the next time I'm on the podcast, I'll have this platform up and I'll be like, yeah, the TikTok's called this Go yeah. follow along um, or a blog <laughs> or something. But yeah, Instagram is a great place to find me. And I think I said this last time, but like my DMs are always open. I've had a couple of really cute bride-to-be's reach out and be like, you mentioned this or like, can I get your spreadsheet? Or I don't even know. I've had some really fun connections with um, brides and brides-to-be so far. So like I'm a, I'm a community gal. I want to build, build the community. So if you want to reach out or chat. I yeah. love that. Let's hang out on Instagram. Yeah. Let's hang out virtually <laughs> on Instagram. Like, let's be uh, – see, I'm like the girl too. I'm like, I want all my friends to be friends. Yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. Well, thank you so much. And thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And I will see you guys all next week. And till death do us part. The Betches Brides podcast is produced by Samantha Bush, Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales-Pico, and Rebecca Sousmacat. Editing by Rebecca Salzmacat, social media by Samantha Bush. Be sure to follow us at Betches Brides and send us your emails to brides at betches.com. Betches.